0: Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. For those of you who are new to the podcast, my name is Teresa. This week, I want to continue the conversation on letting kids Explore solutions to problems. Exploration and creativity are the two ways that you will hear me reference again and again through each and every episode of this podcast as a means to let kids learn and build new skills. Exploration and creativity are two different ways of thinking. Exploration gets into investigation. It's having an idea and then putting that idea into practice so exploration can be thought of as trial and error thinking trial and error play exploration can be experimentation and we'll get into some of those examples further into the episode But I wanted to start with talking about exploration and creativity. Two of my favorite experiences to create and engage kids in. And when you engage in exploration or you engage in creativity, you tend to open up the opportunity for a lot of hands-on experience which tends to be messy which is something that if you've listened to this podcast for a long time and i hope you have i'm not afraid of i when i was a teacher in a formal classroom i loved getting messy and letting the kids get messy We did a lot of Play-Doh in my classroom. We did a lot of cooking in my classroom. We did a lot of mud play and sand water play in my classroom. And these are all experiences that kids of all ages can have fun with. And so I want to encourage you to encourage kids to have these experiences we're all doing a lot of learning from home right now and that means we have to utilize what we have available and for those of us who are not homeschoolers and we're kind of thrust into this homeschool environment You might not have a lot of available resources. But as the weather gets nicer, I want to encourage you to get outside safely and use the natural resources that are available to you. So one of those natural resources is dirt, is grass. Is plants, is trees, is flowers, is sticks, is stones. You might have places that you can explore, such as a park. Or a forest-like area where you can separate yourself from other people. But you can experience nature and I want to encourage you to use those opportunities so we're getting into springy early summer type weather and that means that the bugs are coming alive so you're seeing a lot more worms and a lot more butterflies and a lot more animals in general Um, You might be seeing spiders and centipedes and uh, ladybugs. These are all great learning opportunities. And I want to encourage you to tie your learning and your skill building to those things. You can do that even if you have older kids who are looking to learn and engage you can study things like life cycles by searching for insects and animals in different stages of life unfortunately I was out in my front yard the other day and I came across a bird's nest that had fallen out of a tree and unfortunately I was very careful because you're not supposed to touch a nest, so I used two sticks to actually flip it over. And unfortunately, there was an egg that had broken when the nest fell out of the tree, which means it was inhabited. So, you can explore things like how birds build a nest, and you can create a challenge for the kids in your life to build. Their own nest with natural materials. Again, if you've followed my podcast for a while, you know that I like to reference topics like construction and bugs and places around the world. All of these topics are great for older learners because you can get really engaged in the experience of building something like a tree fort. Or building a workshed, if you have the space. Or building a bird house. Or using natural materials and recreating a natural animal habitat, like the bird's nest that I referenced. And... So you can still engage learning, and it's not going to be book learning like kids would get in school, but it's much deeper. It's much more hands-on. It is much more engaged learning that you're going to create at home. And you can set up experiments for things like growing plants in different environments. I actually had a conversation with several of my friends who were all really, as adults, into gardening. Gardening is another topic that I reference again and again and again on this podcast because you can do it in so many different environments and it offers so much learning. You can experiment with how plants grow in different environments or don't grow in different environments. You can explore places around the world, which is a really great geography and history experience for older kids because you can explore languages of places around the world. You can explore the different animal species of different places around the world. You can explore the climate and do science experiments based on weather. I've given detailed uh, examples of these kinds of experiments in other episodes that you can go and reference. And I want to remind you that I give very basic Examples of activities and experiments that you can do because I want you to put your own spin on them and use them tailored to the kids that you're working with and their skill levels and their depth of knowledge of the specific topic. So go back, listen to other uh Episodes and use those experiments to get further engaged into topics that you can use right now. So gardening is a good one because the weather is getting into that gardening conducive frame where plants are going to love to grow and you can plant a garden outside, and then you can try to use food scraps to grow food, the same food, indoors in a different environment, and you can compare and contrast the two. So the places around the world idea, again, you can explore government with kids who are of older ages. You can practice a language with kids who are of older ages who have deeper skill levels and there are lots of resources online available for you to support the kids in practicing languages. You can study cultures which is a great topic to explore For older kids. But not just for older kids. Because you can get into cultures with younger kids. You can study foods around the world. You can study religions from around the world. And you can again customize the activities that you're going to engage learning with. Based on the interest, the skill level, and the age of the kids that you are engaging. So those are some of the fun things I thought of when I thought of talking about exploration with you. You know, I love to be outdoors. I love to be on the beach. I love to be in the woods. And these are great opportunities to get kids to explore ideas and test their skills and their knowledge In very early podcast episodes, one of the things that I talked about was scavenger hunts um, and relay races, and things like that. And you can get really engaged no matter the age or the skill level of the kids because it engages their critical thinking to have to try to determine what it is that they're looking for if you base your scavenger hunt on skills and not a list of actual objects. A list of actual objects could be used for kids of younger ages so that they can identify an object and then you can give them clues as to where they would find those objects to make it a little bit easier. But then you could reverse it with older kids where you would give them to give them clues as to what an object is where they might find the object something that the object might be connected to and it challenges their critical thinking and their knowledge base of where an object might grow or how an object might live and where it might be found And you're channeling and exerting that physical, mental, and emotional energy, which I've talked about in episodes two, when we got into this lockdown, learning from home situation, that you might notice kids experiencing a lot of excess energy and emotions and things like that and how to exert those and channel those into positive outlets. So now I want to spend some of this episode talking about creativity. Creativity is something that I love as an adult, and I'm sure many of you do, too. And creativity can take a lot of different forms. And again, I've talked about these different forms... In other episodes where I've gotten really detailed in activities and experiences that you can set up. But I'm going to go through these in a more broad way for the purposes of inspiration. And I hope to inspire you to think of ways that you can engage these as you listen to this specific episode. So... Art is the first area of learning and skill building that people think of when they think of creativity. And art is great because art means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You can make art with clay. You can make art with paint. You can make art with confetti. You can make art with uh, tissue paper which is something that was one of my favorite supplies to put out over the years when I was teaching in a formal classroom Um, because kids get really creative with it and you can do art activities with it. You can create art objects with it. You can do uh, paper and paper scraps and make paper mache. Paper mache is something that you can do with things that you have at home and then uh, you can create things like bowls or you can create globes you could do all kinds of fun things with paper mache you can sew as a form of art you can quilt you can knit All of these things practice a different skill set for kids. (coughs) Excuse me. And as you engage different skill sets, you're getting kids to think in different ways. And you're getting kids to learn new skills as they're engaging in creative expression. So, you really need to explore what kind of art the kids in your life, or maybe you yourself, are interested in. The kids might be interested in making pottery, which you can do with clay, you can do with air drying clay, you can do with Play-Doh, you can do with dough that you make from home. And again, the object is to use things that you have at home because you may not be able to quickly or easily obtain these art supplies from retail places at this specific time. So another form of art is dance and dance is a great creative expression so you can explore kinds of dance and this gets back into places around the world and world cultures that I was talking about earlier where you can practice cultural dances or you can study the history and culture of a specific kind of dance and then practice that dance and practicing the dance learns all kinds of different skills. It practices patience, it practices rhythm, it practices listening skills, and visual and physical coordination. And it also, again, is a great way to exert excess physical, mental, and emotional energy because dance can bring up and express different kinds of emotions. And that gets me into music. I don't know about you, but I love music. I love music of different kinds. Everything from, yes, I'm going to say it. Everything from Garth Brooks to New Kids on the Block to Eminem and everything in between. And yes, I just showed my age and that's okay. I know I'm not alone, so it's all right. Music can alter your mood. Music is a great way to express yourself. So you can engage kids in making music, in practicing music, in learning different kinds of music through instruments. And you can let the kids make their own instruments, which brings art and music together. So they have to first explore how a instrument operates. Then they have to figure out which kinds of parts they would need to create that instrument. And then they can go ahead and make it. And then they can get into learning how to play the specific instrument, and making their own music. Writing is another creative expression which practices small motor skills, writing skills, which engages eye-hand coordination, but it also practices English and punctuation and all of those typical school-oriented learning experiences and subjects. Now, one of my favorite forms of creativity is experiments and getting kids to engage in experiments. These can be science experiments. These can be artistic experiments where they experiment with different kinds of art and how the different kinds of art work and experimenting with the different art tools and you can do construction experiments where you are testing out different construction materials and how they work together and construction tools and construction vehicles and using all kinds of loose parts to put together construction experiences and construction vehicles and learning to create your own construction materials. So you can do all kinds of experiments. I remember when we were kids, we spent a lot of time outside and so we used to make concoctions, which gets into Mixing different ingredients together, we would mix dirt and clay and grass and tree leaves and anything we could find. And sometimes we would turn it into food. Sometimes we would turn it into face paint. Sometimes we would turn it into paint and paint on the sidewalks or the trees. Let the kids get creative. They're getting all kinds of Experiences and information out of these hands-on experiences that they're not going to get out of a book or off of a website by exploring the internet. So experiments is a great way for kids to have an idea, to test that idea, and to test their learning knowledge and learning abilities as well. And finally, there's challenges. I love challenges. I love creating challenges. I love setting up challenges. I love being faced with challenges. Being faced with challenges encourages kids to find solutions to their problems and that is a learning experience that all kids need at every age and every stage of learning and challenges is a great way to do that to encourage kids to find solutions to their problems. So if they're struggling to prepare their own meal or find foods that they like, allow them to experiment with food, with textures, with tastes, with food combinations. By doing so, they're going to experiment with taste and texture and flavors, but they're going to come up with solutions to their problem. They're hungry, they don't like food that's available, let them create their own meal and turn the food that is available into something that we might find disgusting, but because they made it, they're going to find delicious. You can set up physical challenges, obstacle courses. You can set up intellectual challenges where you give them a set of loose parts. And they have to figure out what they create when they're all put together. This gets into robotics and... It can be used for chemistry and biology and creating all kinds of fun things. This can even be used to explore a topic like animals. And giving a kid loose parts and having them build a bird, build a mountain lion, build a dog, build a whatever animal it is that they're studying or might have an interest to study. And it seems like a simple challenge, but they're learning at every stage. And you can give them clues that help teach them a bit of information, that help them figure out how they could put the different loose parts together to create whatever the thing is that the loose parts are supposed to reconstruct. And you may or may not want to tell them what the thing is before they engage in the activity so that it becomes a surprise for them. So that's what I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed the information that I shared this week. I want you to feel free to reach out to me with any questions or creative activity ideas that this may have spurred you to put into practice. But I thought these would be some fun ways to engage in exploration and creativity. So thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll join me next week when I'll have another fun learning and skill building topic to explore To help you and the kids in your life learn and build new skills as they explore and engage in play. I'll talk to you soon.